The following is a production of B-Team Promotions. Welcome to Bourbon with the Boys. Hey guys, welcome to the uh, inaugural podcast of Bourbon with the Boys. My name's Bobby Durrell, one of your hosts here, and uh, joined... Uh, at the lovely Beach Slickers out here in Destin with uh, some good friends and a treasured acquaintance. You're not the treasured acquaintance. You're, you're a good friend. We, we know who the acquaintance is here, Tom. We know who it is. I'm glad. Yeah. Glad I could be here. Hey, so uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name's uh, Bobby Durrell. I've been drinking bourbon, well, <laughs> probably since uh, my dad put it in my bottle, I think. Um, so I've had a lot of fun with uh, bourbon over the years. Uh, left it for a while and uh, came back and uh, really... Cut the uh, idea of putting together bourbon with the boys to have a chance to uh, drink with some of my friends, uh, some of the stories that we have and that we share as, as life goes along over a bottle of bourbon has been some of my favorite uh, and fondest memories. I'm a big fan of saying that uh, an unopened bottle of bourbon is nothing more than stories that haven't been shared with friends. And so that's where we kind of came to this uh, uh, episode and, and to this whole idea of a podcast. So we're going to be exploring a bunch of different bourbons uh, for you, stuff that you can find on the shelf, right? available. Uh, you know, maybe a couple of things. Maybe you have to travel down to this area to get them when we talk about some of uh, Mike Kelly's uh, store picks. I think he has some of the most store picks of anybody in Florida uh, right now when it comes to bourbons. And uh, so that's where we are. So with that, I'll, uh, I'll try to be quiet. I've never been accused of being uh, short-worded. And I'll turn it over to uh, Tom. How you doing today, Tom? Do you have that written down somewhere? Yeah. Do you remember to say all that? It just, it comes to me in the moment. I tell you, a little bit of bourbon, you remember a lot. Oh, man, I wish I had that gift of gab. Have you ever met Bobby? Yeah. I know, I know. He he normally doesn't shut up. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about yourself, other than trying to become a reformed rum drinker. Well, and trying to get places on time, which is, uh, which is, seems to be a struggle lately. Ah, It's okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, typically I've been a, or, for years, I've been a rum drinker and uh, started started switching over and enjoying bourbon, probably because of you. Um, I've had that effect on people yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> Many nights I've sat with Bobby and uh, tried to finish off an entire bottle of something. Well, that, not only tried, we have succeeded yeah, a couple, yeah. more than once. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> more than once. It was a long day the next day. Yes, long it was. Long day the next day. Uh, man, some of them hurt. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, got, have grown to like it more and more mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, we've spent time uh, sampling some of some of Bobby's treasured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do not have the problem that like it doesn't matter what the price of the bottle is. If we sit down and open it, you open it. Yeah. We're going to finish it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's there is no no bottle to be saved and cherished for later. Not, yeah. not, not just a collector, a drinker. As well. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I kind of I collect a lot of empty bottles. I collect the corks just because the bottles started becoming way, taking up way too much space. Yeah, you walk in, a bunch of empty bottles, people know you have a problem. Yeah. If it's just a bunch of corks in a box, nobody really cares. Yeah. And without further ado, we'll go to Jim McPherson. Jim, how are you doing this morning? Or right. afternoon, wherever we are. I am wonderful. See, I, I knew I was on time. I know, right? <laughs> I have been, I also was a rum drinker for a long time. But about five years ago, I started drinking bourbon and have really was it because of me, Jim? Addicted. Was it because of me? And I'll I will give you some of the credit. I you know what? Say. I'll take that. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> That's a win. That's a win. But now I find I enjoy it much more. And the only reason I ever go back to rum is just because 
Why not? Why not? Because it's sometimes, free. Yeah. Usually when it's free, somebody's offering it. But sometimes when there's spoiled milk in the fridge, you just have to try it and see if it's any better. This is right. This is true. This is true. All right. And then uh, lastly, uh, we'll come over to uh, to John from Castle and Key. The one guy at the table, arguably, I did not turn on to bourbon. But uh, later I'll be talking to you about a commission. No. <laughs> Uh, well, hell yeah, guys. Excited to uh, to be here. Uh, definitely uh, much more enjoying the weather in the panhandle than back in Kentucky. So uh, It's this, a little this chilly is right now. It, yeah. it, it is. I got a couple more days down here. I'm going to enjoy your all's beautiful weather. Um, and excited to sip some whiskey with you here today. Yeah. yeah, Tom's just sitting at the table, for those of you not here, and realizing he's the only one without a drink. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a drink. What's going on with this? <laughs> so, so, John, tell us a little bit a uh, little bit about yourself. So I know you're from Kentucky, but uh, what do you do? Who, who do you work for? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, in true uh, Kentucky fashion, I work for a distillery, Ken, uh, Castle and Key Distillery, mm-hmm. the uh, one of probably the most uh, historic new distilleries around. Um, so if you're not already familiar, our site was founded by the bourbon legend Colonel E.H. Taylor back in 1887. Mm-hmm. It was the last distillery he ever built. Uh, I think a lot of people would probably know his uh, notoriety from Buffalo Trace, which was OFC, right? right. So when he leaves the OFC distillery. He comes to what is now modern-day Castle and Key, and he really designs this distillery to be his crown jewel. This mm-hmm. is the culmination of his life's work, and this is at a point in time where bourbon is seen as a lesser spirit compared to scotch and cognac. Taylor's this also kind of marketing master. He sees an opportunity to elevate the perception of bourbon. He wants to create bourbon that he said would be, quote, fit for royalty. So what does he do? He builds his distillery in the shape of a giant limestone castle, these European-style gardens, and then he takes his water source, um, this water source that he said was the, quote, key to his bourbon, the key to his success. He was a crazy person as well, so he designs it to look like this Grecian bathhouse, a 140,000-gallon natural-fed limestone spring in the shape of a keyhole. So... Got the castle, got the key. Thank you, Colonel Taylor, for that marketing softball 140 years down the line. Yeah, and they, they really kind of frown on it if you if you try to swim in that. Not. We'll make a special <laughs> batch when you come to Cannonball right. into the, into right. the spring. Bobby. The, the, yeah. Bobby, the Bobby yeah. batch. Yeah. Yeah. They do a little, little bit of Bobby in every true, bottle. True sour mash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Castle Lakey, uh, beautiful. We, we had the opportunity with, uh, with uh, Mike for Beach Liquors, uh, Camp Walton Bourbon Society, had the opportunity to go up there last year and we did the uh, the tour and we did a barrel pick and uh that's it it's beautiful beautiful copper i mean a lot of copper everywhere and i understand there was like a reclamation company that came in and even took a lot of copper away yeah yeah yeah. still a ton of copper so i mean (laughs) when when you come to castle and key it really is sort of like stepping back and and you know walking through a period in time um you know one of our philosophies at the distillery when it came to the restoration process Mm -hmm. where if it is not going to negatively affect the flavor of our whiskey or potentially kill a guest it stays Mm -hmm. so you have all these original elements that were left behind by Colonel Taylor and then by National Distillers, the company who purchased it out of Prohibition. Um, The site was abandoned in the 1970s um, and really sat vacant from the uh, mid-1970s up until 2014 when it was kind of rediscovered by our founder, Will Arvin, uh, started the process of bringing it all back to life, and uh, and here we are today. But we've we've brought it back in a way where you still have a little bit of that grit, a little bit of that patina. It feels purposeful, but uh, you know know this was a, a place that was uh, was well worn back yeah. in the day. Well, and I, I tell you, you know, you've you've heard of uh, 
Disneyland. There's the board game Candyland, and this is really, in my opinion, it's Bourbonland. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's there's all kind of little quaint places you could sit, sip, enjoy a day, just enjoy the wildlife around you, everything. And that Grecian bath is really freaking cool. It's man. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like you're 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 down here in the middle of you know kind of backwoods Kentucky, and then this giant limestone castle comes right. out of nowhere. Um, it feels very kind of like fairy tale esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I definitely encourage everybody to to come to Kentucky do the bourbon trail thing especially if you're a uh you know you're a whiskey drinker it's kind of like going to to mecca but save castling key mm-hmm. for your last stop because we'll probably ruin all other distilleries for you oh ab- absolutely <laughs> they have no problem letting you letting you have a taste or two really <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh so uh to to move on i know we're doing uh we're gonna we're gonna try four different uh Variations of brand today. Is That's what right. I'll say. Yeah, That's so right. it's all Castle yeah. and Key today. Is what we're going to be tasting. Uh, this is all readily available uh, that you can find. We're not we're not yep. doing anything that's the the super hard to find. No crazy get. unicorns yeah. in, in the bunch here. Yeah. All amazing, everyday, accessible whiskeys. Awesome. So can you uh, tell us a little bit what are the four that we're going to try? Yeah. I mean, I know I know in our next segment we'll get into a little more e- each one and talk about each one. But sure. can you give us Absolutely. a high level of the four? Real quick? Absolutely. So yeah. Everything we do is 100% from scratch. Nothing at Castle and Kia Source. So this is not, um, you know, bourbon made elsewhere, then repackaged and upcharged in Castle and Key. Everything that we produce here is 100% from scratch. And we really put a big emphasis on what is going to make a better spirit, what type of spirit is going to make a better cocktail. Um, that's what we promise is going to be delivered in every single bottle. Um, so I wanted to kind of run through the core whiskey lineup with you guys today, where we're going to try our Restoration Rye. We're going to try the Restoration Rye Single Barrel. This was a uh, Mike Kelly Beach Liquors pick, mm-hmm. so uh, one of my favorites that we've done. Uh, and then we'll also have our two bourbon uh, products. We'll have our small batch traditional mash bill and our small batch weeded mash bill. Oh, cool, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to get into it. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to be into uh, bourbon number one, and uh, Jonathan will be telling us a little more about it. Sweet. So we'll be right back. Sipping and conversation is coming up after this short break. This is Bourbon with the Boys. What is it about us? Ever searching for new possibilities? Is it simply that we're driven by a sense of curiosity? Because when we choose to open a new door, that's when we discover who we really are. That's the essence of Castle and Key. We set out to create something different. So no matter what your taste you'll experience something amazing inside our bottles. Castle and Key, open a new door. At Kelly's Beach Liquors, you'll find the widest selection of wine and spirits on the Emerald Coast. For decades, Beach Liquors has proudly been offering locals and tourists alike expertise on the brands and products they serve. If you're a bourbon aficionado, Beach Liquors is your go-to with 12 different store picks and a bourbon-tasting bar inside their Destin store. Kelly's Beach Liquors, locally owned and operated with locations in Fort Walton Beach, Destin, Crestview, and now Pensacola Beach. Now, back 
to Bourbon with the Boys. Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, second segment of this first uh, inaugural podcast of Bourbon with the Boys. Bobby Durrell here with uh, Tom Mason, Jim McPherson, and uh, John Nick Nicholson. Something like that. Yeah, close. Yeah. John, John Newton, like Sir Newton. Isaac in the Things. You know, hey, look. These guys, these guys right off. here. <laughs> these guys right here are going to tell you, they're going to tell you they're, they're so impressed that I got one name right and that I got the first letter of the second name. You know what? Sometimes you got to take the win, John Nicholson. <laughs> See, the unfortunate thing is now I'm going to be John Nicholson to everybody else. That's how going forward. You know, when I think yeah. of the tens of people yeah. listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah, that guy. I realize how, how hard your life's going to be. Well, I, I, I wait for the moment with my, like, very distinctive semi-Kermit the Frog voice. Right. That, like, I'll be in a Whole Foods or someone's going to be like, John Nicholson. Right. 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 Perfect. I love you. You're going to be like, what's up? <laughs> Got this. And then, of course, uh, we have the ever ever silent Skyler over on the uh, over on the uh, studio side doing the sound mixing for us. Uh, yeah, we we got we got here for the uh, inaugural podcast, and I uh, forgot we only had a four channel board. <laughs> so yeah, it keeps you know. I'll share a mic with you, Skyler. Um, if you want to say psh, something? Psh. Thirty year olds are where thirty year olds need to be right now. <laughs> Tom, you're only thirty. <laughs> yes, dear. you look yes. terrible for thirty. <laughs> All right, so John, tell us about uh, the, this first uh, this first whiskey that we're going to try because it's not a bourbon. Not this a bourbon. It's actually a rye, correct? So Restoration Rye was the very first whiskey that Castling Key put out after um, you know being defunct for forty five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so this I would describe this whiskey, this rye, as being more of a bourbon drinker's rye. Mm-hmm. It's a 63 rye, 17 corn, 20% malt mash bill. Uh, we vary the proof with each one of our releases, so this one's actually coming in at 106.5, but we always proof to flavor. Wherever it tastes best, that's where the proof goes. Uh, we personally lean a little towards the, the higher proof stuff, too. You can always put water in. You can't take it out, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll leave that up to you if you want to dilute or anything. But um, for me personally, I get a lot of the the kind of the spice notes up front, mm-hmm. big kind of like traditional rye explosion, more of like the fruit florals in the mid palate, and then more of kind of like a longer sweet bourbon finish. Yeah. And this would have been more uh, historic to the type of rye that would have been produced by Colonel Taylor back in his day. Yeah, it's definitely on, just right on the nose, right on that smell. It's definitely got that it's that rye grass. It's yeah. really good though. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, it's got a great. Oh yeah. Great it, has a, it has a great finish. And a lot more sweetness, I think, um, in this mm-hmm. rye yeah. than you see in a lot of ryes out there. Yeah. And, I mean, think about this, too. Think about all the rye whiskeys you've had in the past. A lot of times they end up being those, like, really hot punch-you-in-the-face, high mm-hmm. MGP-style ryes. Nothing wrong with those. Like, those are great if that's your style. But I think that's a lot of the things. that that's Those are some of the characteristics that have historically turned people away from rye. This has got sweet notes. This definitely has, like, sweeter, like kind of, like, think, like, cinnamon-based baking spice versus more, like, the punchy kind of, like, pepper spice notes um, right. great rocks great on a in a cocktail I mean honestly this in old-fashioned is my go-to out of our lineup so yeah John for the for the for the less educated about this stuff the difference between a bourbon and a whiskey and then and then going to a rye yeah so so give me a give me a little background great great question so yeah. whiskey is the overall arching category that's the umbrella um, of spirits 
the, uh, aged spirits that are going to be fermented from grain, right? So under that, you're going to have Canadian, you're going to have Scotch, you're going to have Irish, you're going to have rye, you're going to have American, you're going to have bourbon. So all these things are going to be are all whiskeys. Yeah. Um, the, if you could put it in your cereal bowl and turn it right. into a whiskey or into an alcoholic beverage, then it's a whiskey. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All cereal grains, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, your, that's kid, right. your kids are eating it over milk in the morning, you're drinking it at night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it has the same effect. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't well, your kids are right 50, no. Tom, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> but sorry, sorry, John. Go ahead. No, no. That's, um, um, so that's a good way of breaking it down. If it goes in the cereal bowl, you're, that's, it's going to be a whiskey. Um, additionally to that, you have the technical side of it, which is going to be, it cannot be distilled to a h- higher than 125 proof. Um, I'm sorry, you cannot be distilled to higher than um, 160 proof. You cannot go into the barrel at higher than 125 proof. Uh, you cannot, it has to be aged in new charred oak uh, for bourbon. Uh, and then it's also going to be corn for bourbon is going to be the men, main differentiator. Has to be at least 51% corn in new charred oak. Uh, for rye, it has to be at least 51% rye. Okay. All the other grains, you can honestly do whatever you want. Um, but historically, traditionally, it's going to be uh, on bourbon, you're going to have your corn, you're going to have your malted barley, you're going to have your rye or wheat. Um, but you do see distilleries out there that are doing all sorts of weird things like millet and quinoa and whatever else have you. Um, yeah. And so rye, same thing. This is going to be rye, corn, malted barley. And, okay. and rye whiskey is, uh, I mean, it's really what America was founded on. 100%. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, the, the founding fathers over here back in the colonial days, they would send all the grain back, yep. right? And, uh, you know, a funny thing, um, I, I don't, I, man, I, I should probably research more for future episodes, but I, I remember a story being recounted. Uh, Washington, one of his best things that he was known for was his, was his whiskey, okay. his rye whiskey. So yeah. They're every whiskey out there again today. Yeah, every everything else he had to send, he would send back over to England, and then they had someone over there, like a purser for him, that would take what they said. Oh, this is what you got. Here's what you can buy, and then it would come back, and they were barely breaking even. And uh, Washington started holding back a little bit of the grain, making whiskey and selling it. You know, kind of underhanded to everybody. It really America's first moonshiner, if you think about it. And I, I knew I loved yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, higher of him every day. Moonshining <laughs> goes all the way back to the first president. I'm telling you. <laughs> you guys have heard like the whole actual backstory of Johnny Appleseed too, right? It wasn't about uh, Johnny Appleseed actually planting apple trees for uh, apple pies and mm-hmm. apple cider. It's how do you distill this and make right. uh, make and how do you make how do you ferment it? How right. do you make it into something alcoholic? <laughs> That's yeah. how you get people to to move west if you can uh, make sure they're boozed up and happy. That's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> it I mean, works for me. Let's be honest. We drove the Chevy to the levee, and we weren't drinking whiskey and bourbon. We were drinking whiskey and rye. That's right. <laughs> it's those quality ads like that, Jim. Is why we have you on the show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there are rules here. I really like that, it, and it does. It, uh, it it is a much smoother, but it's still it's still very much a rye finish. It, it's very got that so. that uh, almost minty. I, I mean, I, I always struggle with how to explain a rye finish to somebody. 
body. It's 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 kind of a man. I, I it feels like a fresh a, f- a fresh feeling. It feels right? like it, if you push your tongue to the top of your mouth, it burns a little bit mm-hmm. with rye, and I don't think you get that as much with whiskey or with regular bourbon. Right. Either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely. I, I see where you're calling it that kind of bourbon drinkers because right there in the in the middle. Yeah. Where to me most ryes seem a little thin. This gets a little more complex flavor to it. Almost, almost some buttery notes, right? Some of that typical kind of what you get out of bourbon, the, the corn. For sure, the, for sure. Yeah. Well, I can definitely I, taste butter, buttery in this one. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. jam my tongue up against the roof of my mouth. <laughs> Wait for the burn. Is that, is that why you're crying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean, though? Yeah. When, when I do think about, like, you know, traditionally, like, rye whiskey, though, I do think, you know, in, in the flavors that I get, dill, a lot of, a lot of big dill notes mm-hmm. a lot of times, right? And also, to more, like, hot and dry. There is not typically as much balance in rye whiskey mm-hmm. versus, I think, like, one of the things that our blending team does is they really try to have balance in all the spirits that we're doing. So, like, you know, personally, like, I hate using the term smooth. I look for the word balance because mm-hmm. I think that's what you're looking for. Does the ethanol, uh, p- like, play it to the same levels of the sweetness and the complexity of, like, the fruit, the floral, the herbal, the spice notes, everything else that's going into it at the end of the day? And they've done an amazing job to make a hell of a well-balanced rye whiskey for, I want to say, Mike sells it. I believe he's at $39.99. Yeah. Liquor, so yeah. it's not a... Um, a a hell of a value too. Yeah, and this is the I mean this is the off the this isn't a special pick restoration rye. This is a an off the line. This is yep. restoration rye. At available every single yeah, every every day of the year. Gotcha. I almost That's feel cool. like if you if you put a couple drops of water in this, you could fool somebody that this is a bourbon. Oh, high rye, high rye bourbon, absolutely. Yeah, really? I think it drinks more like a high rye bourbon in a absolutely. lot of ways, yeah, especially I think, with that sweetness. I think if 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 I didn't know going into it, mm. That it was a rye, I would be, I'd be inclined to go. Okay, this is this is a high rye bourbon, yeah, yeah. definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, and uh, you know it, it. And and for I think you said it was like one one hundred six proof, one hundred six point five five. Yeah, it, it you know surprisingly it's it's not it's not that harsh of a hug. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some stuff you can get it like. 99, yeah. 101, 102 that you're... <laughs> and it burns all the way down to your yeah. toes. <laughs> and this is, I mean, again, it's that balanced. I'll go with that balance, that smoothness, that... Yeah. It's, I mean, it's there. There's a there's a hug. Yeah, yeah but it, I but was it's, expecting But it's not more. quite an anatomy lesson. Right. I was yeah. expecting a lot more when I took that first, first sip of it. Tom, do you know what the Kentucky hug is? Jim? You're gonna you're gonna uh, demonstrate. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. It's, it's not that quite. I'm scared. This is not a video. <laughs> yeah. the, the Kentucky hug is the is the anatomy lesson that comes with each bourbon. Full frontal, right? You know, I, I still I still remember from my uh, from my very first bourbon the uh, Kentucky hug because it's it's when you realize exactly where your tonsils are, your adenoids, <laughs> where your esophagus starts. Oh, yep. You even get to feel that point where the esophagus buries right into the stomach yep. because you just feel it just. Just go down there and needle. Like an anatomy lesson sitting right. here with you guys, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe this is like a sign of like late stage alcoholism, but you know, the first time you had the Kentucky hug, you're like, oh God, how to make it stop? But now you look forward to right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it really warms my yeah, soul. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, like now, that, it's like that like, burn after a workout. Right. You know? yeah. God, I love that. Yeah, now, now you're like, uh, wait, there was, that was, you, you're calling that a bourbon? No, sir. <laughs> there was no hug. Yeah. I said, good day, sir. I know when I've gotten a hug. I said, Good day. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, that's really good. It, uh, it 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 doesn't hit you like some of them. Some of them do, where you, you just grimace and your your you know your face contorts and everything like that. So all right, so yeah, we got good, the yeah. the rum drinker approval is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I like it. Yeah, I like that. I, I already finished mine. I usually go through and do the is, do the the, the couple of. Uh, no, no, it's not. Race, not. Nope. Everything's a race, Tom. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Everything is a race. It may be a marathon. Not. It may be a sprint, but yeah. it's always a race. It's always. No, that, that was more commentary for me that maybe I should I should start pacing. Slow down. Because <laughs> I don't think I did less of a pour than the rest of you guys. We don't so want you to eight minutes. So eight minutes of commentary to go to 20. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like when I was younger and Bobby yeah. and you, Tom, for that matter, were younger when... Uh, you, anytime you drank anything straight, it was in a shot yeah. as fast as you can. Oh, yeah. Get it oh, yeah. down and get it over oh, yeah. with as quickly so, as possible. So you're, you're worried this about... Is something to be savored. Yeah. yeah. So you're worried that segment four is going to get into the Bobby's Berg address? <laughs> Good. Four, four Glen Cairns yeah. and 20 minutes ago. That's going to be the title of a segment for sure, the Bobby's Berg address. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there for that. <laughs> I know how it goes. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to keep drinking on this a little bit, and then we're going to come back to you guys with, uh, with another tasting that we've got uh, coming up just next. So stick tight. More sipping and conversation is coming up after this short break. This is Bourbon with the Boys. What is it about us? Ever searching for new possibilities. Is it simply that we're driven by a sense of curiosity? Because when we choose to open a new door, that's when we discover who we really are. That's the essence of Castle and Key. We set out to create something different. So no matter what your taste, you'll experience something amazing inside our bottles. Castle and Key. Open a new door. At Kelly's Beach Liquors, you'll find the widest selection of wine and spirits on the Emerald Coast. For decades, Beach Liquors has proudly been offering locals and tourists alike expertise on the brands and products they serve. If you're a bourbon aficionado, Beach Liquors is your go-to with 12 different store picks and a bourbon tasting bar inside their Destin store. Kelly's Beach Liquors, locally owned and operated with locations in Fort Walton Beach, Destin, Crestview, and now Pensacola Beach. Back to Bourbon with the Boys. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Uh, we've got another uh, great uh, bourbon this time. I believe we're on to a bourbon. We are moving into bourbon. We'll okay. round out with a little rye at the end, but okay. moving into the bourbon world. So we've, we've moved into the bourbon, and uh, after a great verbal uh, tongue lashing out this last one, <laughs> John, why don't you tell us a little more? You should have went Jim to To be talk. clear, I was not the one delivering the tongue lashing. Um, I don't know. Was it? I don't know. No. I was trying, but it wasn't me. <laughs> um, all right. Castlinky, small batch bourbon. Bourbon. Um, so every single batch of bourbon that we do is going to be somewhat unique. Um, we have an incredibly talented blending team. They are looking at all of our matured inventory. They are picking the barrels um, that they feel have the most complementary flavors. They kind of create these bourbon pods. They pair the pods together. And it's almost this kind of like mighty ducks, like flying bee type situation where you keep pairing and pairing and pairing until you come up with this final kind of master blend. So what we're going to be trying here, and this is the 
2023 Batch 4. This is going to be one of those master blends. It's coming in at 101 proof which is actually almost at cash strength, which is pretty wild. We lost quite a bit of proof on this one. So, like, I, even though we went into the barrel at 107, which is a very low barrel entry proof, it lost enough proof that the pre-batch proof was at 103. So, actually, I love these low proof batches because you were getting less water at the end of the day. There's less dilution going into it, so you're going to get this very full-flavored, robust whiskey it's going to be 73 white corn 10 percent rye 17 percent malted barley uh, so very unique kind of historic mash bill that we're doing on this one and uh you guys want to dive into it yeah perfect cheers cheers, cheers. cheers. i lean forward to sniff the microphone instead of <laughs> instead of the glass <laughs> well, it smells like, like mustache on that yeah, yeah <laughs> what are your notes on that <laughs> smells like cigars <laughs> <clears throat> that's actually good that's actually good. Actually, you know, that's exactly what the brand uh, from, from Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's, that's what the official tasting notes were. Oh, hey, that's actually good. This guy said, quote, <laughs> and he was from Destin, or he was in Destin, so he's got to count. Quote, it's actually good. It's actually good. Yeah. Can, can we use that in our marketing materials? <laughs> we're going to have to have you Please sign do. a release <laughs> later. I can do that. <laughs> oh, I really like that. It's... Uh, it's uh, it's definitely on the on the very front. You don't have that rye, right? So so coming off the rye that we just tasted, your face near the yeah, I know, right? You look. I'm a professional. I know how not to do this. <laughs> no, but coming off coming off the rye that had that really spicy forward, and then moving into this, it's it's much. It's I feel I can more taste this. This tastes like the rye without that that burn that you yeah. can get from the the right and I don't want to say it's a burn because that's not the right word but well I call it a rye bite yeah. I mean like that's my terminology for it I mean I don't but you know can definitely that's... tell that this is the same brand so, so that, that's King. a good call out too and I think one of the things that we do pretty uniquely is that high malted barley on the back end which add those kind of like oatmeal cookie sort of notes mm-hmm. that you're you're getting the, yeah. that almost kind of like oatmeal grain brightness um and yeah, you get that across every single product that we do in the portfolio. Kind of like, you know, I think a good comparison is I have a Brown Foreman product. If I've got like that banana note in there, I always know it's going to be Brown Foreman, right? I have right. a I have a Dickel product, peanuts and a Flintstone mm-hmm. vitamin. You yeah. know, you can always... <laughs> Flintstone Not in a bad way. If a, anyone from, love, no, no, no. I love that. I love that. If any of your I ten followers are listening, they love Dickel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not what you're thinking, Tom. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sitting here during this whole bourbon I thing, and I heard that term. that he mentioned Dickel because I actually had a bottle of some Dickel last night, and... <laughs> That is right. That is so, excellent. You're I'm saying last night. Do not. Do not. You're saying last night cut, when you were all alone, cut. you Can had a little dickle. Pause. We're going to break. We're going to break. <laughs> what did I get into? <laughs> no, I, I, I love that. And, and John, I love that you used uh, like Flintstone vitamin to describe it. Because one thing that, that I like to talk to a lot of people about when they're when they're like, man, I just, you know, you you taste it. You say you taste this. You taste that. You, I don't get it. I said, well then I won't say anything. You taste it. What do you taste? And they're like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I said, no, no, no. Yeah. It's got to, it's got to taste like something. Right. And I try to tell everybody, Hey, it's a, it's a sense memory. Right. So what, what do you taste? You, you know, Oh, this reminds me of, you know, cookies with grandma. 
Hey, well, okay, then what you're probably smelling are these things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our lead blender, Brett, he's like the best at that. And um, the way he'll describe, like, you know, something that he tries, it's like, you know, it's like uh, coming downstairs on Christmas morning and your mom's just pulled like cinnamon rolls out of the oven mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, your 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 dad has a cup of hot cocoa or coffee. Like, I mean, that's the type of right. like he's, he's like weaving this entire tapestry of like, all right, I can put myself back in that situation. I get it. It does taste like that. Yeah. It, when I taste this, <coughs> the similarity between this and the last one we had was 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 there. But this one doesn't hit me like the last one did mm-hmm. so it's it's uh you know i i i just i, I don't feel it as much well that could be the corn it, to rye right because corn's exactly, going to be a yeah. lot lot sweeter a lot uh and not we, as yeah well, so for, well so yes definitely way more sweetness coming in bourbon versus mm-hmm. rye coming from the corn and we also in the rye we use yellow corn um mm. in the bourbon in all both of our bourbons we use white corn which is going to be this kind of like well most um, most distilleries are using uh, yellow corn. Right. Um, this is so white corn is going to be a little bit higher in protein, a little bit more like rounder, softer, doughier. Um, you know, a lot less corny as like a horrible right. explanation. Right. But you know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. Not not so much special K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, we've got uh, we've still got two more to go, uh, and I know those are coming up. I know we're going to go back to a rye. Uh, I believe the next one we're coming up is a barrel selection. Uh, let's let's do weeded first. Let's okay. do the two we'll do bourbons the back to back, and we'll okay. end up with a little. Cash is it weeded or wheated? Wheated. Uh, yeah. Like a tree. No, no, no. no, no. We're 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 using Stewie? microphones. Well, it's wheated. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter how many ways I say it, it's still wheated. I spent a little too much time out in Colorado initially, and they're like, oh, cool, weeded bourbon, dope, bro. (laughs) Like, no, no, I have to really enunciate on that one. (laughs) All right, well, we'll we'll be right back after this break. And one thing I do want to make sure we we jump on uh, right after the break, too, is uh, the difference between uh, the small batch, like you were talking about, and some of these other producers that we might find out there. Uh, still in the same price point, but that that do a uh, a big profile. Right? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and I'll, I'll say like the 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 Maker's Mark, the Woodfords, the Wild Turkeys, all that. But hey, we'll be right back uh, after this. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bourbon with the Boys. We hope you'll join us again and share the show with your friends. This has been another quality presentation of B Team Promotions.